Hi, this is Dan Howlett of Diginomica, and today I'm talking with Rod Boothby. He's the lead on the development of an identity platform at Santander Bank, one of the biggest in the world. It's a very, very interesting story, but the backstory is certainly a load of fun, so let's go. So, Rod, listen, what I like to do is um, I want to record this conversation, and I think I am recording it, am I? Yeah, I am. Okay. Because uh, what I'd like to be able to do is to really sort of talk about, you know, the kind of work that you've been doing the last couple of years, yeah? Yeah. Um, and maybe just sort of, maybe what I could do is, is give it a little bit of um, background on how you got there, because <laughs> that's quite funny in itself. Oh, yeah. Um, what, how I ended up at, at, uh, um, at, at Santander? Yeah. No, that's all because of you. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> Do you remember that call? I, I remember it so personally. I remember it quite well. It's like, dude, what on earth are you thinking? Why aren't you take? Why aren't you jumping at this? <laughs> you're going to be um, working with some really cool people, and you know, one yeah. of the biggest banks in the world, and you're sitting there thinking, oh, you know, I don't know. I'm not sure. <laughs> Well, it turned out that, that the, op, uh, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I knew of Santander, uh, but it's a long way away, nine hour time, time difference. Um, uh, and so was it going to be a, a good opportunity to do something really interesting? And, um, and uh, you knew Ayaz and you knew what he was capable of delivering. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, I, um, I, I'd heard of him before, but uh, didn't know him personally. Um, met him, very charming guy. Uh, but you, you walked me through it and said, "This is this is absolutely um, uh, an amazing opportunity." And as soon as uh, as soon as I got there and and started working with him, I realized it was particularly because of what we built around it um, uh, after after arriving there. Um, so so let's. Let's talk about that because again, I remember meeting you in London, right? Yep. And um, I asked was at that meeting. Uh, we enjoyed a really good cup of tea, as I recall. Yep. Um, <clears throat> and I said to I said to you at the time, Rod, you know, he, he's trying to do something pretty pretty amazing, really, and that's build a a platform from scratch for a bank that's been around a long time. And um, what do you rate the chances? You said zero. <laughs> <laughs> I walked away from that and thinking, oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> so so what, what actually happened there? I, he was also recruiting at the time and all that sort of stuff. I mean, it was fairly early days, but nevertheless. <laughs> it's incredibly difficult to move a huge organization um, and it's very difficult to change the way it goes to market, especially uh, a company that has been uh, built out of an acquisition strategy um, because you, you have a lot of fiefdoms. Um, but you can show the way. You can light the path that others then can storm down. Mm. And that's what... Um, what what we did. That's what I as and team um, uh, built out was a, uh, was a very clear path for the countries individually and for the global group to, to follow down and realize this is how you can build it out. Uh, this is what a real cloud platform looks like. This is what a very agile system looks like where you can kick out new applications very quickly. You can adjust to all the fintechs that are coming in. Um, and the bank's definitely doing that. Uh, but he, he also created space and opportunity to radically fix global problems, huge, massive problems. Um, and trust and truth on the internet turn out to be the key flaws in the internet today. Mm. Um, and what, uh, what we worked out uh, very quickly, um, and the data backs it up, is that banks... People may not trust banks to give them a good deal um, always or, or to give them the lowest rate, but they do trust them to protect their assets. They do trust them to protect their data. Um, 
And there's a great example that's going on in, in the US right now uh, around cryptocurrency. Um, the OCC has recently allowed uh, US banks to set, um, to offer custodial services for your private key for your cryptocurrency. So you don't actually own Bitcoin. It's, your account is all up on the Bitcoin uh, ledger. Um, the only thing that you actually have in your in your hands, so to speak, is your private key. Well, mm -hmm. some people, um, you know, like having a safe buried in the backyard, will put their private key on their USB on a USB key and bury it in the backyard and hope that they're protected. But most people use a service. The problem is that if you use a service to protect that, there's a whole bunch of complexity around it. One, the service has to be solid and it can't be knocked over. You look at things like Mt. Gox, which got hacked. Um, all these private keys got stolen and all this money disappeared, now worth billions. Um, the second thing that that service has to be, in addition to being completely secure, is that they have to be able to figure out who you are when you next show up and need access to it. And banks are really good at doing that. Um, I've been running global identity. And when I uh, do a digital session, it's completely unlike a real world session. When I um, uh, um, try and figure out who you are. So a real world session is you're standing in front of me. Um, I know that I can see a human. You present an ID to me. I can see that this is a real document. I can see that the face here matches your face. Okay, I can trust that you are who you claim to be. Um, that doesn't happen in a digital space. It gets all broken down. And I, I, um, these days, it's with deep fakes and things like that, it's getting increasingly difficult to, to be sure of who the person is on the other end of the line. So what we have to do is to do a big, long process of determining who you are. The first thing is that we look at um, the device. We look at crypto. Uh, crypto stuff that we've put onto the device. We look at what the device says to, to say, yes, it's you. That's the baby steps. That's, uh, uh, that's table stakes. <laughs> um, then we go into, we from the server scan your face. So through, um, through the uh, Santander app, we have permission to actually look at your face. When we do it, we will scan your face. We'll also scan it as a video. So we're looking at um, your heartbeat in your forehead uh, to be sure that you are alive and real. Um, <laughs> then we, we, we compare that to the excuse patterns. Me, Rob, so, excuse me, Rob. So what I can't do then is overlay a, a picture of myself like I could on, on this service and get away right. with it. Is that, that's what you're saying, right? right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Um, in Mexico, we'll do things like scan your four fingerprints. The, the camera is good enough if you wave your hand in front of the camera to pick up your four fingerprints. We'll if you, also if look. You've, if you've got four fingers, that is. In yeah, Mexico. If it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got to, you need the four. Um, <laughs> uh, but we can use either hand, so you've got some options. Um, and uh, they. they um, uh, we will also look at the heartbeat in the fingers. Um, we'll compare all of this to your full digital pattern of life. So there's, there's other things that you're leaving about uh, around the internet um, uh, that'll allow us to understand that you are where you should normally be. You haven't impossibly traveled from the UK to Mexico city in two minutes. Um, you, you, uh, you're, following a coherent pattern. Um, the way that you hold the phone, the way that your, your, um, your hand hits all of this. Okay, this full complex digital pattern is just like your crypto key. You okay. don't wanna have this full assertion of who you are everywhere. There's another way where you could do it, right? You could say, okay, here's my, um, here's my, uh, digital um, digital identity. And within my digital identity, what I've got is um, uh, signed by the government is a template for my face. And anybody can, can confirm that. Well, that means also anybody can use that to fake me. 
Um, I don't want to share that around. I want one person to protect my private key. And so the idea behind all of this is to leverage this capability and turn around and deliver it as a service. And so coming back to the original idea, can the bank be a platform that delivers a core service? Well, the bank is trusted. The bank is trusted both by users to protect their private data, and the bank is trusted from a strong authentication capability. So what, what can we do? It's really simple. I can offer a, when you're first setting up an account, a strong um, an electronic know your customer stamp. So if you're going to create a, um, uh, say, for example, a new Twitter account, I can say, that's Dennis Hallett to Twitter. And maybe you don't get the blue check mark. Maybe they put like a gray stamp that says it's certified real. But now they can do this for all of their customers because going through many banks, they can scale it to billions of users very quickly. Um, and then second, every time you log in, I can use all of that strong customer authentication capability to yet again say, yep, that's him. He's online. He's really the one typing this stuff. Um, what do we can do? We can do that at the end of payments. So you can confirm that the person you're sending money to is really who you want to send money to. Um, I had a friend uh, uh, through my kid's school. This guy's a professor at UC Berkeley. And he... Um, he had, uh, uh, he, he's got four kids, four boys. They put holes in the wall. Um, his wife sends him a text message as they're buying a house saying, uh, or not a text message, uh, an email for some reason, uh, saying, I'm at, um, I'm at the hospital. One of the boys has hurt his arm. Uh, and then he gets an urgent message from the uh, title company saying, it turns out we have to close within five hours in order to get the rate, or otherwise it's going to cost you an extra $500 a month. Um, this guy doesn't want to pay the extra $500 a month, so he goes through and says, all right, what do I have to do? And the title company says, here, wire the money here. Send this instruction to your bank. He wired $500,000, gone. Right. Um, uh, the FBI got involved. Um, uh, some of it was found eventually wound up in accounts in China. He didn't know who he was sending the money to. What? Um, because what had happened was they did a spear phishing uh, attack on him. They learned a little bit about his family from um, social media. And then through one of the many hacks that are available in the dark web, they, they then, um, uh, looked at his accounts, they simulated what his wife, uh, his wife's message, they simulated the uh, title company's message, and they coordinated this attack and they stole $500,000 from him. This is common. In business, we see it um, in, in ways uh, uh, where people fire off payments for invoices, where they're fake invoices. Um, the really? Big companies get that all the time. Um, where uh, oh, there's an extra $3,000 invoice from something or other, and here's the wire instructions. I got it from, <laughs> I saw one of these happen um, where it could have happened in real time um, a little while ago. We had a very big global consulting company. I won't mention their name, but. Is it one that you've worked for in the past, Rod, or are you going to keep quiet on that one? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> I'll keep quiet. <laughs> it's not one that I've worked for, but they're very big, uh, very <laughs> prestigious. And they send us um, payments for uh, big consulting work that they've done, uh, which was, you know, uh, mid six figures. It's, it's a healthy amount of money. Okay. Um, uh, in a Word document, with the wire instructions in the Word document, because, you know, nobody could intercept the email or change the Word document and put in new payment instructions. Mm. Turns out that Swift and all of these other things, when you wire money, it's blind at the other end. And if um, uh, one of our fraud guys was telling me a story about uh, a, a South African bank that got a call from the CEO of one of their providers saying, Hey, I've got a bit of a crunch. You guys are supposed to pay us in 12 days. Could you pay us today? Um, uh, sure. No problem. 
and the mine sent off the payment or the mining company sent off the payment for 8 million pounds to the wrong account. Um, this happens, this is basic, simple fraud. Um, it's an easy way to, to get in. Uh, but the same fraud, fraud is just the tip of the, the iceberg, right? It's 10% it's of, of financial crimes. Um, hang, on, hang on a second, Rob, just before you go on with this. Yep. Because, I mean, I've got a vested interest in this because I'm, I'm a Santander customer, okay? Right. And one of the reasons that I'm a Santander customer is because on my return from living abroad for a long time, I, I, kept, an, um, I kept an account with one of your big competitors Yep. For, for a long time. And, and we don't change bank accounts unless we really have to, right? Because it's a real pain yep. in the backside. Um, and I guess that's where the trust thing comes from as well. But anyway, when I came back from living abroad for a long time, all of a sudden I'm getting phone call after phone call, message after message, your account's blocked, blah, 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 blah. Fraud check, fraud check. It's like, excuse me? You know, I banked with you for... God knows how long. There were never any unusual transactions, per se. Yep. Yeah. Except that I guess that because my location had changed and the activity had gone up, then you know it's reasonable, I suppose, that at the beginning they would be saying, well, hang on a second, let's just check if, if this guy's saying who he is, yep. right? But then, of course, they come on the phone and they say, well, tell me the last five transactions that you did. <laughs> and it's like... I'm in the I'm in the freaking street, dude. What do you think I know about the last five transactions I might have done? I'm beer, maybe I don't know. <laughs> it's yeah, it's it's and, and this became intolerable. And and you know, it got to a point where they called me one day, and I swear it was the same guy that I was speaking to. I mean, eventually you get to recognize him. <laughs> and I, and I said to him, I said, listen. Ravi, because I know your name's not really Brian after all. Yep. Um, why the hell do you keep calling me? You, you, you've spoken to me goodness knows how many times. You're asking me the same goddamn questions every time. The transactions that we're talking about, you must be able to see a pattern here. You've got to be able to. And he said, well, that's not always the case. I said, well, that's tell you, yeah, obviously not. But, you know, I'll go through it with you. So I duly did. Damn me if he doesn't call me back 24 hours later with the same fucking thing. Yeah. Excuse my language, but it was at that point where I said, you know what? To use a howlerism, go fuck yourself and close the account and went to Santander, right? <laughs> but, but I just, I, it was just so bloody exasperating having to deal with this crap. It's like, you know, who's, who's running this thing for God's sake, you know? Well, there's two things in that. The, the, the one is that the system has to be well-tuned and have good capabilities so that we don't have ridiculous amounts of false positives. And that's what was happening there. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, second yeah, thing yeah. is that that opens you up to all sorts of dangers because if somebody, if a system is getting all these false positives, what it means is that other people realize it and then they start to call you with the same thing. Like the, you know, the, uh, the GDPR uh, rules in Europe, which say that you're supposed to um, uh, be able to uh, tell any corporation that they should uh, forget you, all right? So if I want you to forget me, um, what I'll do is I'll call up Google and I'll say, hi, I'm Dennis Howlett. I'm in, uh, in, <laughs> I'm in um, the UK. Uh, what do you know about me? How do they even know that I'm you? They don't. Right. Right. And they, but they start to give me your address and a whole bunch of other personal information. And I use that to call up another company. I use it to call up 12 other companies. And suddenly I've got a lot of information about you. And then I can go back to the bank and say, yeah, these were the last five transactions and please move my money now. Um, wow. Proving identity is critical. So right. if, like all of these things are also really easy and very personal to understand when, when you hear about somebody wiring money for the down payment on the house in the wrong place. But it's, it's actually only 10% of the problem. The other 90% are financial crimes for money laundering, and that's human trafficking, that's, um, that's uh, narco stuff, that's, that's uh, funding gun running and things like that. And this is really... Um, massive human damage that gets gets occurred.
HSBC got uh, got busted for and still got reputational damage, right? Right. Yeah. So how do we avoid that? And and this isn't isn't huge expense um, uh, to, to do that. That's investing in the stuff that we do now. But then how do we turn around and and offer those as a thing where everyone can benefit from it really easily? Why would you do that just as a matter of interest, Rob? Because, I mean, I have to say that Santander doesn't annoy me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't like advertising for banks, but, I mean, who does, right? But yeah. I have to say that they don't annoy me. If anything, I've, I feel safer with them. So I, I can give you examples here. Um, they, will, they will want me to confirm a particular transaction through a, a code that I have to enter mm-hmm. and that I receive on my phone, right? So the assumption is I've got my phone and I can, I can, um, I can enter that code or what have you in directly into the application. I, I, yep. can't simply, I can't simply hit a Y or an N because somebody could have had the phone, right? Yep. I've actually got to be in the application. So I've already got to be authenticated in there, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and I do feel safer that way i have to say i do yeah that that, that doesn't bug me as much as yeah well so let's let's try then and see how we can add that safety to the rest of your life um and and continue to protect your privacy through through all of it so um i'll give you a really simple thing uh if you wanted to buy a uk lotto ticket yeah. You go on uh, and you buy it in, in the middle of lockdown. You buy it on, online. Um, they need to confirm two things. They need to confirm your, that you're 16 or older and that you're a UK resident. Okay. That's all. Yeah. They don't need to know your exact age. They don't need to know your name. They don't need to know your biometrics. They don't need to know um, your, anything about you other than those two facts. Well, we can confirm it. So uh, the, the guy who invented all of the, the original kind of technical concept behind this is a, a, a Spaniard who lives in the UK. His name is Alberto Polido, and he called it Ask My Bank. And it's really, it's, it's a good name in a way. So show up um, at the UK Lotto and you, um, you say, the UK Lotto says, prove your age. Um, okay, how do I do that? Show us your passport. No, I, I don't want to show the UK lot of my passport with my biometrics, with my full address, with my full uh, age and all that kind of stuff, because that becomes that key that, that gets shared around. And I yeah, don't want to there's a few around. services that do that. Yeah. And I'm very wary of that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and the, 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 instead, uh, what you do is you say, just ask my bank. And Santander says, yep, he's 16 or older and he's UK resident. Done. Um, same thing when you're checking in with an air, uh, um, into a, uh, a flight or into a hotel, um, or if you, um, uh, when you're wiring the money, is that the real title company? Get them to prove it to me. And all, all that would be is when you, uh, when you're wiring the money just before you ask the, the payee, um, please, uh, confirm your identity. Um, and their bank turns around and provides the authentication. So when we started to set this up, we started to talk, uh, we talked to PayPal, for example, and PayPal said, this is uh, interesting. We talked to eBay and um, the eBay folks said, this is great. Here's the problem. Uh, If it's just Santander, it's only a portion of my marketplace. I need the whole world. And they're right. So um, we figured out that the standard should be a standard. We should open source the technology and we should uh, open source the standard so that all the banks could offer the same standard. Um, and we uh, partnered with OpenID. Um, you know OpenID when you log in with Facebook or you log in with Google. Um, I try uh, not to log in with, with Facebook. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, all of them. Um, but when you log in, you, you see that thing of you can log in with their your own, you can create account or you can log in with your Google account or your Twitter account or your Facebook account. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that is the Open ID standard that's making that happen, and it's a just, free... just to be. Hang on, Rod. I want. I, yep. I just want to be very. You, you can answer a question for me on this. Sure. When I see those options there, 
I always say, no, I'm going to do my email address and create a password for it, independent yep. of any of those. Why? Because I don't trust Facebook, Google, or Twitter not yep. to share that information among themselves. But, that's right. But are you saying to me that that's actually wrong? Because nope. uh, Okay, cool, right. No, 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 no. I think you're right. <laughs> I think... <laughs> <laughs> The thing is that the techs, uh, you look at the tech companies, the tech companies are in the business of monetizing data, your data. Yeah. Um, banks are in the business of monetizing your privacy. Right. Gotcha. We are in the business of protecting your privacy. Banks keep secrets. That's what they do. They, they, don't, they don't want everybody to know who their customers are, how much they owe, how much they're storing on their behalf. They're, they're great big bastions of secrecy. And that's the business that they're in. For um, good reason as well. Not, exactly. Not, not for nefarious reasons particularly, but for good reason. No. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's uh, to protect the privacy of their customers. Nobody wants to walk around with a, with a, a dollar sign over their head saying that I'm, I'm not worth a lot or I'm worth a fortune and please you know, kidnap me. Um, yeah, quite. Yeah, yeah. yeah they, they they need. That's why people trust banks to keep their privacy. I'll tell so, you a funny story on this one, Rod. You like this because this is a Spanish story, right? And this is a long time ago. We we bought a house a long time ago. We've since sold it, thank goodness. But we bought a house <laughs> in Spain a long time ago, right? And over there, you have to go and pay effectively a land tax when you buy, right? Yep. And this is a long time ago. The only way that you could do it, the only way was to walk into the bank with cash. <laughs> and I kid you not, the day that we walked in and paid ours, and I won't tell you how much, people would want to mug me. Yep. Um, there was a woman in, they had these machines that count the money on the, on the, on the, on the desk there, right? Yep. And there's a, a woman in front of me who I swear was no more than five foot six, no, four foot six tall, right? Tiny okay. little woman, walking with a cane, no, indeterminate age, got to have been in her 80s. Yep. Who, who heaved her uh, shopping bag onto, the, onto this table and said to the guy, I didn't understand much Spanish, but basically what she was saying was, the money's in there, can you just go and count it, right? So he grabs this wad of money, puts it in the machine. Well, I lost count after about 30,000. And I'm thinking, Whoa. yeah. And I'm thinking, what? <laughs> Little old lady, that's a lot of money. <laughs> but, but apparently this was a really common thing. I mean, I was the next in line. I'm doing something similar, not for the same amount of money, thank goodness. But yeah. I'm thinking, Wow. This is interesting. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, but we've got a lot more sophisticated now. We just know how to steal it digitally, don't we? Without... Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, yeah, sorry. I, I, I just yeah, yeah, really yeah. out on that thing, but I yeah, that was no, a funny no, little it's, story. Yeah, it's, 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 uh, it's the same. It, it is exactly the same thing. So that the, the, if, we, if, we've, if we're thinking about uh, like somebody proving their identity and with one of these payments, or, or, or with any of these systems, you end up with this, this uh, situation where somebody, you could do the same on, on eBay, right? I wanna, I wanna buy a bike or I wanna buy a car, be as much as in her shopping bag, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, does she own the car? Um, am I really gonna pay for the car? Um, eBay wants both people to be verified and to have a, trust stamp. Yep, this is a person with their uh, account in good standing. Okay, uh, one of them banks with uh, Santander, one of them banks with, um, with Lloyd's. How is it going to work if they can't both prove who they are? It's not, um, is it? It's not going to work. Yeah. Open ID can step in, and and it is it's a it's an open and free standard. It's like HTML; anybody can use it. Um, open ID can step in now. Both of them can do the thing of ask my bank who I am, um, and when when they say ask my bank who I am, they log in with their bank, 
And the login session includes now, thanks to the stuff that Alberto Polito invented at Santander, includes extra information. So now it includes, in the session, it includes not just, yes, this person just logged in, but yes, this person just logged in, and we can verify their name, and we can verify that they're a customer in good standing, or that we can verify that they have X amount in their bank account, or uh, more than X amount, or, and it's whatever the customer determines this person wants to share. So we got the technical stuff worked out quite hang, quickly. Hang on a second. Yeah. So you're saying to me that under the thing that you guys have been working on, I can decide just how much information I'm prepared yes. to allow you to share. Yes. Okay. Critical. Right. So that then becomes a service from your perspective, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah. And that's and go, sorry, go on. Go on. Oh, and that turns us into a platform for protecting right. your data. Right. And that that platform, um, it's really important that the 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 language that's been created in this allows obstification. So older than 16, account person in good standing. Um, uh, has account balance of greater than X or a, 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 an income of greater than Y, but without telling the exact details. And all of those, the person during the login process approves. This is what information gets shared. The individual, it's completely individual centric. Uh, so the individual de determines what information is shared about them, where, why, how. Um, but never without their permission and never without their conscious participation. So it's not so, like signing so clause. Okay, so that, so that allows you then to ensure that you've got good GDPR compliance or whatever Always. regulation applies, right? That's, yeah. Plus, but the second thing is, is that it, oh, go ahead. it deepens the trust, doesn't it? Because if, if I'm prepared to share more information with you, yeah, yep. that implies I trust you more yep. than the guy next door, yep. which I probably do anyway, but, but you, you see where this goes, right? Yeah, 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 that's, that, that, it deepens the, the trust. There's, there's a benefit for the person because they can control how their data is shared. There's also a benefit for the, re, the reliant party when it's a business, because um, say, for example, I'm running a hotel Marriott has had this, right? Where Marriott lost my passport. Uh, not physically lost my passport. They probably, if you've ever stayed with them, they lost yours too. They lost over 100, the passports, the scanned passports with all the details associated with it to over 100 million customers. Jeez. Big, big fine, big scandal, all this kind of stuff. I, I don't know how much details were, were lost. Uh, maybe it was just name and address. Maybe it was more. But that's the point of having your, your, your keys shared all over the place. So Marriott um, doesn't want to hold this information either. What they'd like is their customers to say, ask my bank who I am. And for their bank to say, here, uh, you know, th this is really Dennis. And uh, this is, um, here's a, a number. If, if he burns down the hotel, come back to us. <laughs> and um, <laughs> we can use this number to, and uh, with a, you know, come back to us with a warrant from the police, but then we can use this number to actually find out who he is and uh, you can track him down. Um, okay. we'll, but it's only under those extreme circumstances that, that, um, that somebody, uh, more information is revealed. Okay. Um, and it's only with a warrant. Um, otherwise you control the amount of information you share. The hotel, has to spend less on figuring out who you are. They also have to spend less on storing that data. And later on, you have this one nice central point where you can go back to the bank and say, hey, who, who did, uh, through you, who did I share data with this year? And Santander can say, okay, well, we helped you to confirm your identity with uh, 42 places. Can you please send a message to all 42 places to forget me? Right. And each of those places, then GDPR compliance becomes dead simple. Well, if the banks tell us to wipe the data, we wipe the data. Otherwise, we keep it. Now, and that's the banks interesting. That is really, really interesting because 
you know, as, as a consumer of services, inherently I'm always consuming uh, digital services, right? Yep. I, I haven't had a checkbook in 20 years. I don't have a printer. I, I don't have yep. a paper. I, I'd str I struggle to find a pen to, to write yep. a shopping list <laughs> for, 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 more, for, for Judith. You know, you know the kind of thing, right? Yep. But I realize that I'm also an outlier in, and I'm probably an extreme case. But nevertheless, I'll get messages saying, oh, by the way, you haven't logged into this account. And it's like, I don't even remember signing up for it, right? Yeah. And then I look at my phone and find that I've got 127 applications. It's like, yeah, well, I'm not surprised. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I, now, here's the thing. I'm in, in a few months' time, I want to step back from everything that I do today, which means that I'm going to want to close down a whole bunch of stuff. I really don't know how I'm going to do that, if I'm honest. Because first of all, I got to remember all these services, and half the time I can't remember. I yeah. can't even remember the services I use in the bloody business. I mean, that's how bad it is. Yeah, I have to get I have to get um, the guy who looks after our accounts to tell me what we're paying for, <laughs> so that that's... I can remember what I'm actually. Do you know what I mean? It's, it, yeah. it sounds nutty, but it is the nature of of how we live today. Yeah, right. It is. So, so what you're talking about there? Is something that I would absolutely pay money for because then all of my pain goes away and it's in the hands of an organization that I know that I can, can trust. Even right. if I even if I was never a customer putting my money in and out, I, I'm pretty certain that you know they're they're big enough. Yeah. You know, they're around in a few countries. They you know, they may not be the nicest people in the world when you want them to be, but hey, but at least I know that they they're gonna they try the right and look thing. after me. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it's, it's, uh, we, from a bank's perspective, we, we don't want you to pay money, uh, for it. It's free. We just want you to keep banking with us. Stay yeah, with see, us I as like a customer. the idea of that service. Oh I yeah. Like that. Well, yeah. that, that service ties you to us. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, and you, you want to, uh, the, the, not, not that you can't leave. And this is actually a critical thing. So after we started to assemble all the technology, we then realized like, there's got to be some rules of the road here. And we also need other banks to participate. So we, we reached out to this, this group called the, the IAF, um, the Institute of International Finance. It's a kind of a sister organization to the IMF. It's based in DC. And what it does is it allows, um, uh, it allows banks to chat with each other. It's a talking shop, basically, uh, for for. Uh, banks and major financial companies. It's now got over 500 uh, companies like Santander. Ana Boutin sits on the board there. Um, so does Jamie Dimon. Uh, MasterCard is in AIG. Uh, you name the big bank, uh, City, wh whomever, um, Lloyd's, uh, UBS, they're all part of it. Um, and uh, they run webinars and, and they run they they help us to think through standards and what they're doing with this is something that they call the open digital trust initiative and it's taking the Santander digital trust protocol that's now part of open id and it's walking through all the complex legal logistics for this how do we handle liability how do we handle um uh what should the rights of users be through this one of the key set uh, premises of the entire thing is the user owns their data. The user should be able to pick up and move from one institution to another if they don't like working with Santander anymore for whatever reason, um, uh, or if they don't like um, uh, working with any of them. Um, the user should be in conscious control of how and when they approve um, the sharing of their data. Not the, you sign the term sheet, uh, terms and conditions uh, with, Facebook and clause 42C section 12 allows them to take all your data and to sell it to everybody for the highest profit. Um, and so we're, we're formalizing that now. Um, hopefully the first pass at, at this proposition for creating a digital trust marketplace will come out in January, February. Um, and then we're starting to look at delivering the first types of services. So in the end, it's going to be as simple as using an API for developers. 
developers will be able to integrate it and and effectively, um, you know, just like you can use Stripe to send a payment anywhere, or you could use PagoFX to to do an international payment anywhere, um, uh, uh, or you could use um, Twilio, where Twilio is a great example. Uh, Twilio, um, their API, you punch in any mobile number in the world and the text of the text message you want to send, and you can send that text message. Twilio takes care of all of the complexity. And behind this, there'll be a universal API where you can integrate it um, to take care of the identity of your users. And so uh, you want to, uh, I want to be sure that I'm really talking to you and sending you the payment for, um, for, uh, the beer that we shared, <laughs> um, I can I can be certain that I'm sending it to you and not to the fake version of you. Um, but it's really important from a bank perspective because, uh, uh, or from big business perspective, just as much because uh, they can do things like say, yes, this really is the CEO. She can really sign legal agreements on their behalf. Or yes, this dude's in, in um, uh, He's in accounts receivable. He really works for the company. That's a real invoice. Those are real wire instructions or payment instructions. Or even this gig worker really does work for that company. They're really the, the, um, the Uber driver. <laughs> or, or finally, this person's really is in the call center. They really are trying to help you with whatever problem that you're trying to solve with this company. Um, and it's, we have proof that this all works. It's um, uh, a sort of a, a precursor version of this happens in the Nordics today. It's called bank ID. And the average person in the Nordics um, in Sweden and, and Norway, they use it to like create a dating profile or to rent a bicycle or to apply for an apartment or to apply for a job. The average person uses it 162 times a year. Wow. So this completely changes the, the nature of how often people will be, the, the bond between a customer and their bank. Um, and so for the banks, it's very powerful. Um, and it means that they, they own the relationship from a strategic perspective. And this is the, the most important. Digitally, you own the customer if you own login. If I'm logging in with Google, I'm Google's customer. And then all the banks are just the lowest bidder on my services that I, I need. Um, and they don't need all the branches and everything. They might as well shrink to a 10th of their current size. Um, they'll just be financial companies, big balance sheets. Um, uh, you want to own login. Um, and, and that's what the banks have done in the, in the Nordics 162 times a year. And each of those times, it's, it's the, the fee from the, the reliant parties, they add up. Um, well, it's we smart, estimate that I mean, the, yeah, I mean, you're billions talking, in revenue. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you're talking, you're talking gazillions in, in volume, yeah? Yep. Um, relatively low value, but when you use that as a multiplier, all it's of a big. sudden you're looking at a very, very big number. And you need fractions of a cent on the dollar in order to, to make that into yep. a business, right? Yeah, got it. Right. Um, and there's one more thing on top of it, which is that there's a huge risk transference that can happen here too. Um, let's go back to the airlines thing. So <clears throat> B BA today, when they drop off somebody in uh, the... Um, they, they scan your passport 12 times before you, it seems like, and they check you at every gate before you fly from London to, to New York. Why? Because they get charged $50,000 in, um, in New York if they drop off somebody who's not legally allowed to be in the US. Plus, wow. they have to fly them back. Wow. Um, $50,000 is what ICE charges. That's, that's a huge fee. Okay. So what they want to do is to transfer the risk. They want somebody else to confirm this person is who they claim to be, that they have a valid passport, that they have the entry visa they need to go into the US, and soon probably that they have the vaccination. 
Um, and if they've confirmed all three of those things, they'll pay the airline will pay a small fee for it. They no longer have to have staff double checking all of that stuff. They no longer have to take the risk. So it, it's buying insurance and transferring the risk from the reliant party to the bank means that we can take the risk or we can, we can lay it off. That's why the insurance companies are all interested. This is, um, this is uh, McKinsey looks at what this could do to the global economy if we could solve the problem of identity. And they say that in advanced economies, it'll increase GDP by 3% and in, other comp uh, in, in, in developing uh, economies, it'll increase GDP by 6%. Well, that's a big part numbers. of that. I, I, mean, I wouldn't, I never believe predictions of that kind, but yeah, even, even, even if they're off, even if they're off 70%. Right. It's still very big numbers. It's still very big numbers. And, and the fact that it just relates to one tiny thing, albeit universal, makes that, it, it becomes credible at that point, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, so this is what we're trying to do. And what's that doing? This is creating a platform. And all of this is, um, is it changing uh, what, what the bank was originally doing? The thing where, that I gave her a 0% chance? No, but is it inventing a brand new multi-billion dollar market that is a, a platform service? Yes. So uh, basically so, I was wrong. <laughs> so, yeah, but I mean, presumably though, this, having done all this stuff then, Rob, that's the rationale behind the reason that I originally got in touch with you because I'd seen that you guys have got a pretty good hackathon going on. Or yep. is, I don't know, is it still going on or is it? Done yeah, no, now? no, it's still going on. Um, yeah. It's going on between now and December 10th. Um, yeah, people can join Hack Digital Trust, use the API, build solutions on top of it. Um, and uh, and if they're good enough, make some money, right? Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, that's real. There's real money there, right? Oh yeah, thirty thousand. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. that's not to be sniffed at if you're a startup, right? Or if you're some Absolutely. guy in a, in, in a in a bedroom. I'm not looking at myself, by the way. Yep. <laughs> well, yeah, I am in a bedroom. <laughs> yeah. Thinking about, hey, what can I do with this, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, so this huge. gives you an opportunity, having sort of created the the standard plumbing, if you will to go to the market legitimately and say, okay, check this out. By the way, we want to work with you. So we want to partner with you. Yeah. Because there's money for both of us. Yeah, that's exactly right. And, and it's the beginning of, of turning the, the bank into a platform. Why, why don't, why, I'm sure, I'm not the only person who's, who's looking at this, I'm sure, but I don't hear anything about it. Is it because I'm reading the wrong stuff? Or is uh, it because it's, it's, it's so still new quite, or? it's still new. It's still in the, you're, you're hearing about it at the very earliest stages. That's why. Um, and, and like I said, we're, we're just formalizing the stuff with the IAF and um, there, there's uh, groups forming in the UK to do just the UK market, a thing called the OIX network, a guy called Nick Mothershaw, who's leading that. Um, uh, uh, the open ID standard uh, with the, code that we're contributing is, is um, going to be formalized in just the next month or so. So you're hearing about it as, as it's being finalized. It's not, it's, it's not, it's not out yet. Um, okay, it's this is the very earliest. Yeah. But we have Anna Boutin uh, posting about it on, on LinkedIn. Um, we're, we're definitely talking about it. Um, from so the most executive ask, level down. Yeah, I, I want to ask you this, Rob. I mean, we're talking open source, which for developers is bread and butter day-to-day -day stuff, yeah? Right. Something every developer knows about open source. I doubt that the world and his dog knows about open source. I mean, the closest that Judith will understand open source is where's the bottle of HP, right? Yeah. <laughs> but, but essentially... You're talking about a, a, a net good from a from a whole variety of angles, but how do you sell that? How did you guys sell that to Santander, which 
I presume when they they started talking about it, they must have thought, "Are you out of your freaking mind or what?" Yeah. Because, because commercial <laughs> enterprises, commercial enterprises look at open source and think, "You are," you know what I mean? Yep. So how did that get? Do you know how that got sold? I mean, you got there's yeah. got to be a story there. Uh, there, there is. Um... Uh, and is it, it for public? If it's not for public consumption, don't tell me. But <laughs> yeah, I'd love to yeah. know. <laughs> Some of it is not. <laughs> but Man. it was. De- <laughs> you mean all the beers that were involved, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it's it's a. Um, we 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 got. Uh, we were able to to show them that there was no value in. Uh, the the only analogy that I keep using is uh, because I'm a rugby fan is that if I wanted to see a um, a rugby league in uh, the Americas and Canada and the U.S., I would have to um, I can't just create one team. I have to create an entire league, and I have to create the possibility that my team will lose. Um, and it some needs of the to team, be interesting. And some of the team might go elsewhere, right? Right. Um, and some of the value might go elsewhere. And um, in this case, it really helped that uh, the feedback um, from, from some of the folks at at eBay and other places, uh, Twitter was, this is great. We're interested, but please make it so that it's not just you, but that it's, it's all the banks offering it. And um, as we, as we pushed further and further in, um, that took a while to resonate and settle, but once it did, uh, people understood the the rationale for it, and um, uh, the folks inside sent in there are pretty forward thinking. Said, "Okay, this is great. That's not the way we're going to add value uh, or or monetize this anyway. The actual technology for how we do this, if it's standardized, and then if it's actually all we're doing is extending something that is." already widely used. I mean, people use uh, the OpenID standard 2 billion times a day um, when they log in with Facebook or log in with their, if they log in with their Facebook ID or log in with their Google ID. But what so you're doing what is, you do. is very specific yep. to the financial services industries because they have a multitude of regulation. Yep. They have a multitude of requirements. Their customers have very specific requirements. Huge. But, yeah, which which you just couldn't say. Oh, oh here's ODI Vine. Let's just use that block. It, it yeah. just doesn't kind of doesn't. We work. had to extend it a little uh, a little bit. <laughs> just, a little bit. I would have thought it's a, like, huge. <laughs> right, and this, this is um, this is also uh, yeah. a, he, he's he's not with us, but my my uh, on on this call, but but uh, the genius of my uh, technical partner Alberto Polito in delivering all of this. Um, and then Santander has great um, infrastructure for doing it. There's the, he's part of a, um, uh, an innovation group within the UK um, under a guy called Ildefonso Almado, um, and, uh, or Ildi for short. Ildi's um, team is, has, has, has done tons of things to really improve the quality of the app very, very quickly. Um, they're, they are getting close to being, what, what, uh, in terms of pace, what we see in Silicon Valley. And that's that's cool. That's that's very cool. That's, to, that's to saying see. something because I mean I I have come across development organizations in Spain and leisurely is how I would describe their their version of fast pace, you know? Yeah, it, it, it's uh, we're, we're we're a huge company. Um, I'm sure I'm sure there's definitely leisurely still in there, but there's there's also uh, really innovative, really fast. We found folks, um, it's also huge. Uh, so, you know, left hand doesn't always know what the right hand's doing. I found uh, colleagues in, in Brazil who were doing something that was kind of similar. They want to do, um, uh, and fits perfectly. They want to guarantee identity when people are signing legal documents. You know, when you sign a DocuSign, there's oh, yeah. no actual proof that it's you. There's no equivalent of a notary. You're just, um, you're says, just, you're just trust, you're just trusting that DocuSign can be trusted, right? Yeah, and DocuSign though doesn't like. Does DocuSign ma- make you check a passport or anything no, else no, no, to no, confirm? No. Yeah, no, they don't. No. So um, that's what a notary does. They, they, they 
double check your identity. They've, I know. I know. Yeah. I just had to deal with one. Yeah. So it, 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 you have this in America. We They have it in Spain. We don't have it in the UK, right? So trying to find... <clears throat> trying to find a notary in the UK. Okay, first of all, you've got to find a lawyer that can write write a a, um, a power of attorney because that's what I needed, yeah? Yep. Um, both in English and in Spanish. That's the first thing. The second thing, and there, are, I think there are four in the UK that can do that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, so I got the bank manager of a friend of mine in Spain to do it. Mm-hmm. Okay, because it was the only way I was going to get it. I spent months trying to get this done. It was a nightmare. Then back in the UK, though, I've still got to get it notarized. Now, notaries used to be very common in the UK. They're almost non-existent now. So I had to get a guy coming, I think it was about 30-odd miles, to come to my house because you can't go anywhere, right? Yep. We're standing there in masks and one thing. You, know, you can imagine how this is. <laughs> and, and, and he has to go through this whole show yep to ensure that <clears throat> that i understand what i'm looking at and he understands he understands that i know i am and blah 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 but he, he by the way he did see a copy of my passport yep and then he does the whole signature thing and then oh guess what it's got to go somewhere else it's got yep. to go to the um apostille office and it's like man this is painful stuff but i get right. it yeah. I get it. Well, this this is the equivalent of adding digital notaries to any time you want via API. Bank well, steps that would in. Be, yeah, okay. And that's going to come in at a fraction of the cost that I paid, right? This cost me it's going to come in at at uh, 10 cents per thousand. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure it is because it's, it's you know, really I mean, lawyers, cheap. <laughs> in this, lawyers in this country are not as expensive as lawyers in America. But, you know, I'm talking hundreds of pounds yep. to get each of these things done and yep. handling charges and postal charges and more handling charges and blah, 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 blah. I'm yep. thinking there's got to be a better way. But obviously oh, yeah. there isn't yet, but maybe there could be. There will, that's the hope. That's the hope. So that's what we've been working on. We'll see wow. where it goes. Um, wow. Yeah, it's been fun. It's been I, fun. I, I didn't realize just how how, how this, this was this yeah. is going to turn out. I mean, that's an amazing story, Rod. Well, well, let's see if it goes anywhere. <laughs> I think well, it will, though. It's, it's, there's, it's, there's, there's clearly a need, yeah? Yeah. You know, we're, we're looking at what might be happening in the early part of next year, and I don't really want to get involved in this stuff because I find it tedious. Yep. But cybercrime is clearly something that is going to be top of mind. Yep. And this is part of... This is part of Yep. I imagine a potential solution to this stuff, right? Uh, our hope is is that it could it could radically reduce it, um, and it could reduce the cost of things like our AML compliance, um, anti money laundering compliance. It could reduce sure. the cost of of uh, uh, internal operations. I'll give you an example in the Nordics um, <clears throat> by after they implemented Bank ID. They're, they changed the way that people um, do mortgages and they were able to do it completely digitally. Before, the old process took uh, 16 days and included 70 plus pages of stuff. Today, it's all digital, so it's zero pages, and it takes three minutes. In Sweden, wow. you can get a mortgage closed on your house in three minutes. Wow. Because the bank has all the information that you need. You know, all that huge reams of information that you have to share, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, so the bank already has all the data. You go in and you go through it and they say, okay, the person who's offering this mortgage, they need all this information from you. Yep, share all of this. And remember, usually they're asking for it in five different versions so they can confirm your identity and confirm it's all true. Well, now the bank already has it verified. So the bank verifies, yep, it's definitely him and uh, income and ownership and all of that stuff. We, we approve all of that stuff. You're in full control. You say, yes, I'd like to share it with this, this vendor who's going to offer me the mortgage. Maybe it's my, a different, the different department in the bank. Um, uh, 
they agree, they get the title company to agree, they get uh, all of the other participants to agree, um, and they can prove that each one of them did it because all they're doing is verifying their identity because they're signing into their bank account or equivalent of signing into their bank account. It's a messaging thing um, on their phone. And then, okay, yep, I like the rate, I like the payment, hit, hit go and you're done. So there's a Three whole minutes for a mortgage. So there's a whole raft of costs that just disappears, isn't it? Exactly. Exactly. Just for that alone, we should do this. <laughs> I mean, the cost changes, the cost savings are enormous and the risk savings are enormous. Yeah, I mean, I'm involved in a, um, a potential transaction at the moment where I will actually be the mortgagor. I won't be the mortgagee, I don't know. Yeah. And just for me to get that piece done, it's like a thousand pounds. Oh man. Yeah, yeah. That's like, crazy. Yeah, I know. And I would, I would love to be able to do that for a fraction yeah. of that money. You know, I, I yeah. absolutely pay for that sort of thing. Yeah, and I'm sure and, there must be many people who would as well. Yeah. Well, and th this is why um, this is why somebody like McKenzie comes in and says this actually could in increase GDP because it's it takes all this friction out of the system. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And allows allows for people to then I'm, just quickly get on with things. I'm just thinking about the commercial side of these things as well. You know, if I'm involved in very large transactions or long running transactions, yeah, yep, where I'm say say I'm contracted to manufacture. A million widgets for you, yeah. Yeah. You're you're going to be calling them off at a certain rate and so on and so forth. Um, I mean, there's a lot of friction involved in every step of that process, yeah. Yeah. and you you're constantly reinventing the process every time you uh, ship and all the rest of it. That's I right. Can, I can see enormous savings there. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, that's exactly right. Wow. Uh, Oh, I, I will let you know over the next little bit. The, the, now it's coalition building. It's getting other, uh, uh, through the IAF, getting other <laughs> banks involved. It's um, getting uh, launch partners involved. It's um, uh, taking the learnings from this hackathon and hopefully the business opportunities that come out of it and starting to seed them. In the beginning of this, I see it like, um, you know, it's, 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 uh, it's sort of trench warfare. It's each new um, participant takes a lot of effort. Yeah, yeah. But we want to be at, at a certain point, we'll be able to turn from that to it's just an API. And then it's getting thousands of developers signing up at all of these companies that would consume this to do the integrations and off we go. Well, I was going to say to you, I mean, in the UK, I don't, how familiar are you with the UK banking system these days, Rod? I, uh, semi, well. <laughs> still only <laughs> it's it's fairly complicated. <laughs> tell it me, is, but it is not as complicated as in America. I can tell you that. Yeah, but essentially, oh. you've got I don't know half a dozen uh, mega banks. Yep. You know? How do you get all of those guys to agree? Because I mean, you know, they all want to steal from each other, right? Uh, three plus us, so four are already. Okay. In various stages of, of being interested. Okay, so the dominoes are falling. Yeah, they are. Um, uh, and they're falling thanks to a couple of the consumers, thanks to the IAF, thanks to um, some some folks that are like me, um, and 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 uh, who are leading identity in various places and and trying to um, see if they can turn what is a cost center into a profit center. So it's okay. the Amazon model that way, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's also because uh, the, the executive leadership at the very top has also bought into this and realized, uh, in, and not in all the institutions, but in a few of them, a couple of them, um, they've realized, yeah, this is, this is actually a huge opportunity. I don't know. This, is a, this might be a curveball for you, but have you spoken to um, the British Post Office, the Royal Mail? Because they do have an identity service. Yep. I know that they do because they use it for the government. Have you spoken to those guys at all? Um, I haven't we're, talked to them. I've talked, uh, we're, we're, we're working with the UK cabinet office, um, Alison McDowell uh, uh, and um, uh, a bunch of the team there um, who, who are, they're doing some really interesting things around identity actually. Um, uh, doing they're, interesting they're working things. hard. 
yeah. Um, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. <not> <laughs> <either>. <laughs> it's true, actually, that these people are working really hard. Um, and they are, um, they're coming up with uh, basic check platforms for things like confirming, um, helping us to, to consume things and be more certain as banks uh, that somebody is who they claim to be. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and plus, uh, really importantly, th- there will inevitably be a couple of things where we'll need to actually make sure that the regulations support all of this. Mm-hmm. Part of our advantage here is that we're regulated. People trust us because we're regulated and uh, they don't trust the tech companies because they're not. Now, that's a very, very interesting take there, right there, Rod. Yeah. I hadn't thought of that. I hadn't yeah. thought of that. Rod, listen, a, this has it, been a phenomenal conversation. I mean, we've been banging on with each other now for nearly yeah. an hour. <laughs> for a while. <laughs> yeah. But, but I mean, they, this is an, to me, this is an extremely interesting story. So I'm, I'm really grateful for, for you giving me this time because uh, I've never heard of, I, I did not know anything about this other than the fact that there was a hackathon going on. Yep. And the fact that I knew that you were there and that Ayaz was there and I connected sort of a few dots and thought there's got to be something interesting here. And sure yeah, enough, there is. Story. Yeah, that's a fun story. Okay. So well, listen, I'm going to I'm I'm going to stop recording now because okay. <laughs>